0: At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends ten thirty one seventeen.
1: Hello, I am Matt Williamson. I hope you know that by now. We talk every day, and you know who you are. And welcome to my bar. Belly on up to it, and let's go around the league. We're going to break down a few games from week nine. Right? Yeah, that's week nine, right? Um, let's start with last night. And, again, I tell you this all the time, but I very much mean it, that I urge you to check out the rest of the Locked On Network. I mean, I'm in charge of 32 teams. If there's a one specific team you really want to hear in detail, or, like I said, your least favorite team, or teams in your division, I urge you to check out Locked On Packers, Locked On Bills, you know, whatever you're into. Um, they do some great work. But, last night's game... That was a whale of a game. I mean, if you guys have been listening to me, I didn't see that coming. I thought the Bills were in for a very long night in Seattle. Terrible place to play. Um, maybe I'm boosting up Seattle too much or too much on their bandwagon and not enough on the Bills. But they played a really good game. And I, I know that you rarely say that in the NFL in a losing effort. And But I didn't see it coming from them. You know, they, they played with a lot of energy. They were neck and neck. I mean, Tyrod Taylor versus Russell Wilson was really enjoyable to watch, and I thought both played very, very good games. I would give the the nod to Wilson, but still, I mean, I mean, just you know how, how the game started. You know, the the Seattle's three and out. They punt, blocked. You know, returned down to like the five or six something along those lines. Tyrod runs it in right away. Like before you know, it, it's like wow. You know, I mean, it's not like they took the crowd out of it, but hey, you're not gonna roll over us. And then Wilson answers right away with a bomb to Baldwin, and, and and then he run, then he runs right back in like you know p- counterpunch to Tyrod. Seven seven. I mean, there was. Again, I mean, it was like this pretty much all game. I mean, there was a point in the game where I'm like, ah, Seattle's got this wrapped up. They didn't. I mean, <laughs> it was highly competitive to the end. Like I said, this was a highly enjoyable game. Gets under my skin a little bit that, you know, the general public or man, there's no good games to watch anymore. Everything's so crappy and the NFL stinks. Well, some of that is a little bit true. I mean, like the penalties out there make me Bonkers. I think the NFL has to go back to the drawing board a little bit this offseason. But they're still such a good product. And last night showed that yet again. Um, What all we got here? Buffalo's offense, you know, really, really played well. Um, Gruden talked about this a lot. And I'm a big Gruden fan, actually. Uh, You know, the, the Seattle defense... And actually, a little note on Gruden. Walt Harris was the uh, the head coach of the Pitt Panthers who gave me my first job. He also gave Gruden his first job. And I met Gruden once or twice, and we talked about it briefly when we were GAs under Walt. Obviously, different times. He's a little older than I am, but did a lot of the same things. You know, We picked up Walt's kids and, and I learned a lot from him and are grateful to Walt for that. So that, that's a pretty cool deal. But anyways, um, Gruden talked a lot about all the stuff that buffalo throws at you from an offensive perspective you know that they have a new coordinator and they were complex to begin with but they make you protect the entire field from from a width perspective very very diverse running game really tests you laterally so many formations and looks and it kind of dawned on me last night that Seattle's a pretty basic defense. And, and you know, they, you know what you're getting a lot of cover three. Um, and, and I wondered, if you, they, they beat you more with execution than scheme. And it, and it works. I mean, it's a great defense. They're phenomenal, um, uh, talented. I mean, there's great players all over the place there. And it, it dawned on me because that place is so loud. I wonder if that's by design that, you know, when it, when the offense has the ball, can the defense communicate as well in Seattle or do they, are they quote vanilla on purpose? That's just kind of a side note I threw out there, knowing that they have this great home field advantage, but they can't make a lot of calls. Let's keep it simple. Win with execution. Just my thoughts. But anyways, um, McCoy showed up, but I'm not sure he was himself. He's had a phenomenal year I, and he's a pit guy. I've been rooting for him, obviously. I thought this might be the beginning of the end of him this year, and he's very much proving me wrong. Um, he wasn't a massive factor in this game, but just a note there that I'm really impressed with his season overall. Um, the, the roughing the kicker non-call at the end of the half. I mean, Twitter went bonkers. The Ryan's went bonkers. I get it. I mean, I, I don't understand that. I don't have anything else to say about that. I just don't get it. Um, and then it and then Sherman gets a, the, the interception on, on a miscommunication. Someone ran the wrong route or Taylor made a wrong read. Um, that was a big play as well. And Seattle's pass rush started to get home and, and really get to Taylor. Uh, more so in the second half And it's a really good group I mean, it's, it's a hard thing to, to hold off And that right side of the line for the, the Bills worries me It always really has Wouldn't mind seeing them draft a right tackle high this upcoming year And then Seattle's linebackers K.J. Wright, uh, Bobby Wagner Is Bobby Wagner a Hall of Famer? I know he doesn't ever get talked to that light But he's had that kind of career I mean, if Keekley's an A+, plus, he's an A You know, I mean, he's a really, really good player And had a phenomenal career but those two played really, really well in all facets as well. Um, but, man, I was really impressed with Taylor. You know, Accurate, poise, you know, didn't rush things, deep throws. But Wilson was a little better. And, you know, Taylor's throwing to Woods, who played really well in this game. Probably his best game as a number one. Um, but I didn't think the Bills' corners held up their end of the bargain. You know, And... and um, that's a huge problem in that scheme. They put a lot of stress on their corners and they're not being able to trust their guys like they have in the past, you know, Gilmore and Darby and those guys. But the, the Bill's defense certainly shut down Seattle's running game. Um, Maybe the difference in the game was, uh, you know, that Wilson had Jimmy Graham and Taylor didn't, you know, he was phenomenal. Talk about hall of famers. Is he a hall of famer? If he does this for three more years, I mean, what a great story and fun to watch phenomenal one-handed catches Getting deep down the field. You don't see tight ends get deep that much anymore. Um, Seattle also used play action really well, even though they had very little running game. Uh, Buffalo's defense, I wanted to mention Lorenzo Alexander. He's like a new guy. I mean, he he played really well in this game. He's not a fluke. He's winning matchups. I mean, he's a difference maker for this team. Um, That's another great story right there with Jimmy Graham. This was, I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about this game. But anyways, um, the whale of a game. Uh, Eric Wood did, did break his leg. That's a big problem. I mentioned that I don't love the right side of the Bills line to begin with and you know, the right tackle position particularly. And now you go to a backup center. That's something to keep an eye on going forward and certainly, certainly a concern.
0: At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends ten 17.
1: All right, let's talk Giants-Eagles. You would think this has big playoff implications, and of course it does. You know, it's a very good division. But I kind of came away from this game going, the Eagles are coming back to earth, the Giants are heating up a little bit, coming off their bye. They've won three in a row. But neither one of these teams is close to Dallas, you know, that or certainly or or a Seattle at their best, or you know, I, I think they're going to be fringe playoff teams. With the Giants, with this win, obviously has a, a leg up on that race. Um, but you know, Wentz was. Well, let's talk about this first. I mean, the Eagles had they had a field goal blocked and they didn't convert. Twice on fourth and one, that were you know a lot of people talked about those controversial calls and that was you know should he done it or not, but that might be the difference in the game. I mean that's you know that's points left on the field in a close game. That that's basically the difference in this game. Um, Wentz was very inaccurate and struggled early, two really bad interceptions. But then I thought if you just isolated him in the second half, that he was really good. You know that he you know that and I'm a big believer. Um I I I really don't love his weapons at all. And in general, I thought his receivers lost the battle to the Giants secondary, which has turned into a pretty darn good group. Um he did have some success with Burton and Ertz. It kind of sounds like Burton Ernie, doesn't it? Burton and Ertz. <laughs> I can't, that's great, Burton Ernie. Okay. Anyways, um that's encouraging. I can see their role growing, you know, easier throws, middle of the field, create some mismatch against linebackers, get it out quick, so-so offensive line because they're not winning on the outside. I mean, they really need a receiver. They need a running back too. I mean, Darren Sproles isn't a lead back. I mean, I love the guy. He's had a phenomenal career. I'm a big fan. I get all that, but he's not a feature back. I mean, did – did Doug Peterson have Ryan Matthews on his fantasy team one year? And, of course, he broke his collarbone. And now he's in his doghouse and hates him forever like some fantasy owners do. I mean, what's, what's the problem with Ryan Matthews? Is he not healthy? I mean, I know there was injuries early. But he's a good player. I mean, use him. But that, that's another need for them, I think. If they need to find a 225-pound back in a big way. Eli played really well. And... Interceptions, they weren't his fault. Uh, I, I thought it was an impressive performance from him. It's no running game, obviously. I mean, I have some some hope for Paul Perkins. Not a ton, but I have some, some hope for Paul Perkins. And is this the worst running game in the whole league? Uh, I think it is. <laughs> and uh, that's asking a lot. You know, I mean, Odell played big. Uh, McKelvin, the corner for Philly, got picked on. He had a tough time. Um, they lost... Pew, their they're best offensive lineman in, in this game, and they're already bad at the offensive tackle positions. They 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 can't protect for a long time. They don't open anything in the run game. Fletcher Cox had a nice day. Um, so I mean, I, I feel like those points left by the Eagles were huge. You know, Wentz playing much better in the second half as opposed to the first is huge. Giants with the better team. They deserve to win. They've won three in a row. Uh, the Eagles have lost a lot of close games lately. Um, yeah, but again, I don't think either one of these teams competes with Dallas. So th- that's really my takeaway in the uh, NFC East. So here's a weird one. Colts winning Green Bay. And I'm going to say a lot of not great things about these teams. And then I'm going to come back and probably say I think both these teams win their division. And I, I mean, that's kind of yucky <laughs> that, you know, I, there's not much to get excited about with these teams right now. I mean, I, I want to give the Colts some credit, and I think that opening kickoff return for a touchdown was gigantic. You know, they could get up on the scoreboard, um, they could play their game, they weren't playing from behind, their, their, the indie corners were healthy, a lot of man coverage, which I think we all know is a, a Bad recipe for the the Packers. I mean, if they're going to play a team that beats you up at the line scrimmage, physical, you know, man coverage, old school, against this group of receivers that I'm losing more and more faith in by the day, that's a big problem. And they don't scheme them up well enough to get those guys free. Um, Jeff Janis dropped a it was like a 75 or 76 yard easy touchdown that. He absolutely should make, and that can't be forgotten. It was a great throw by Rodgers. Green Bay still doesn't have a true running back. <laughs> you know, they try to manufacture a running game with screens and draws and you know fluff, and, and yeah, it works to some degree. But in the end, even with a really good line and really good protection overall, they're just asking too much from Rodgers. You know that people don't get open and they don't run the ball. <laughs> I mean, what do you want a quarterback to do? And I do think he's playing better. I do think there was a slump that, that people discussed that was real. Um, but he's kind of, I kind of feel bad for him at this point too because Jordy Nelson's not the same. I don't know if he ever will be. Cobb's been overrated for three years and he's not healthy. I like Adams, but he struggles against man coverage like everyone on this team. They really don't have any deep threat. in it running running game. game. Um, like I mentioned, I, I really like the offensive line. The tackles in particular played great. Gave him a lot of time. But the Colts did too. Colts offensive line is much beleaguered and rightfully so, but luck brings some of that on himself. I mean, I don't think this is the league's worst offensive line. I I probably could name 10 that are worse. I mean, there's a lot of bad lines right now, Um, but I thought they played well in both phases. I mean, they had a tough time with Mike Daniels. That's, that's not news. I mean, everybody has a tough time with Mike Daniels. He's a great player. If you don't know that by now, he's a great player. Um, The, the Packers also had some success blitzing. I think their two sacks both came from safeties, and uh, one was from Ha Ha Clinton-Dix, who I love. I think he's the next great safety in this league. He also had an interception. He had a nice game, real nice game. Uh, great player that you know, I want you to be, you know, familiar with. Um, Gore did enough. You know, Gore had a nice game. Uh, Luck I thought played quite well, and is having a phenomenal season. Not a good season, a phenomenal season. Um, I think getting Moncrief back is very big and, and the Packers are getting a little healthier corner, but it's still a problem. Um, and one other spot I wanted to mention too, was it really shocked me, you know, going back to the off season that the Packers didn't prioritize inside linebacker, you know, just linebacker in general, second level guys more than they did. You know, they played Clay, Clay Matthews there a lot last year. Clearly he's better as an edge player. I thought they would do more, and you could say these are only two down guys. It's not a position you invest in, but I would have loved to seen them go sign Derrick Johnson, or you know, I mean, or use a second round pick on a linebacker that's a difference maker, or Miles Jack, or you know, somebody that's you know a difference maker. But to their credit, Blake Martinez has more than exceeded expectations. You know, he, he's doing his job. Uh, he looks like a fixture player for them. Not a great one, but a you know a, a solid. Starting linebacker for them. And I thought Jake Ryan played well last night. I mean, so I think they're getting enough out of that position. Um, I was critical this offseason that they didn't do enough on that, uh, at linebacker. Um, again, I don't think there's a difference maker there, but I also don't think it's a huge hole either. So, again, uh, this wasn't a good matchup for the Packers. They were down early from the, the special team score. Uh, they're not... I mean, they're not really getting it done at home lately. You know, it used to be one of the worst places in the world to go into. And I, get, I think as the weather comes around, it gets worse for the opponent. And now they have three upcoming road games. I mean, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I imagine it's always a bad thing. But I still think these two teams probably win these divisions. I mean, uh, the Vikings' problems are just huge. I mean, and they're obvious. I don't think the Lions are a playoff team. I know the Bears aren't. And, I mean, a lot of teams could win it besides the Jags and the AFC South. But they have luck. And they're starting to get healthier. The line's coming around a little bit. Moncrief, Davis are playing better, are, are out there and healthy. So I think the Colts win it. And uh, these are very flawed teams. And I think we have a really good chance to see both in the postseason. And I guess that doesn't make me super excited. But, all right. Tomorrow will be Power Ranks. Drop me a line at Williamson NFL if there's anything you want to talk. Well, Twitter Thursday. We'll try to line up a guest. I'd like to do that again. That's been fun. Um, And what else we got going on? Again, check out the rest of the Locked On Network. It was good chatting with you. Spread the word. Take care.
0: Napa, know how.